Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Smile. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm joined by Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior t- content project manager at Microsoft. Are Hi. you sure you're Simone de Rochefort? No, like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, da- I'm, I'm Simone de Rochefort. Brianna Wu, how are you? You sound very credible and not like I've just entered the thing. Thank you, so Brianna Wu. I feel really good about it's that. It's lovely so, to speak to you. So, Christine, you've got to give us the dirt. Uh, so, you've you've been around. You've worked. You've worked a lot of places in tech. Do Microsoft people like to party? Party? Like, is it is it all crazy there in Seattle? Like, what's? No, going I'm on? trying to figure it out. So, I mean. Yeah? People definitely like their beer here, but I don't know if that's a Microsoft thing or if that's a location thing. Although, I mean, you know, you could argue that Microsoft has had a huge impact on the overall, you know, like Seattle area, you know, so right. to speak, because one of the bigger employers, right? So um, people definitely like their beer. I don't know how much they like to party. Well, I, I'm going to find out, though, A, the thing I'm going to tonight, I'll keep you all posted. B, mm. all right. I'm not going to be on the show next week because I'm going to be at Ignite. Which is um, a, a huge uh, conference that, that Microsoft holds, and it's like it's like twenty five thousand people oh or something in wow. Orlando. That's a big number. Yeah. Of um, a lot of IT professionals, um, some developers. Um, uh, it, it'll be a good time. But from what I understand, it gets crazy. And and mm. I mean, in that case, it's not just Microsoft people. It's it's a lot of you know external folks too. But I'll I'll, I'll let everybody know what the party sitch is 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 like for sure. I just I feel very confident that you could count on Rocket listeners to bail you out of jail if that party were to get too crazy. Like I, I, just, I would hope I feel so. Like so uh, we would be there for you. Okay, uh, I, I I I hear you. I will say this, Rocket <laughs> listeners in Orlando area, if something happens to me next week, please be watching the tweets because I might be like, guys, <laughs> I'm about to get pulled off. Please come and and, and bail me out. Um, <laughs> No. no, what? no. <laughs> well, at, at the very least, you'll give us the dirt, and then you'll live up to your new nickname, which is now Dirty Christina. Dirty Christina. Which is what I'm going to be calling you. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's look, another dirty episode of Rocket's best song and music video ever. Yeah, I have to agree with that. <laughs> That's <laughs> true, Christina Warren. Ah. I've got this image of you like busting up into Disney World and like you like you're like no I'm the queen of Cinderella's castle now. <laughs> oh my god like, what if you no, go I'm, to well, Disney what, prison I'm what's going to happen is I'm going to like ask the Snow White to throw down and be like no who actually is lighter it, it has, has fairer skin and darker hair let's <laughs> let, 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 let's let's throw down let's throw I down it. I love it I love I'm it. I'm going to go head to head with Snow White you're going to replace I, I her. It. I, I feel like Snow White is bringing dishonor to brunettes. And I wow. think we can, like... I love Snow White, actually. Really? How could you say really? that? I love Snow White. I mean, Explain she, yourself, she doesn't have much of a personality. I get it. But but she's yeah. the very first. She's the original. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I think the queen is hard to birds. You know, right? Well, and I love Sleeping Beauty. I love Briar Rose, too. I, lo- I don't know. I love this movie. <laughs> but you but in both by cases, her given name? Oh, my God. Briar Rose. Hell, yeah. I mean, she's so good. <laughs> and then she she dances and, 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 and she sings. And, and her little fairy godmothers make her the outfits and, and the cakes. And, and she meets a stranger and is, like, willing to, like, run off with him. And then, I mean, it's romantic. It's great. Um, and then Snow White, you know, it's like a weird movie in Snow White doesn't have great characterization which is fair but you know who does 
the Wicked Queen, who's oh, yeah, like, yeah. Core. Yeah. she's like G-O-A-T. She's like the goat of Disney villains. <laughs> and she has the best voice. It. She does, and she's scary as hell. And she yeah. like she's even willing to make herself ugly just to like get what she wants. Yeah, even um, willing to be ugly. Yeah, I, I no, mean that's uh, hardcore. That's commitment. Yeah, no, the, no, the Wicked Queen Snow White is like hardcore. Like she's like the, <laughs> as as a little kid, I would have nightmares about the Wicked Queen and Snow White. Well, I'm you're definitely getting more nightmares when I get a little older and then can dress up as her because that's gonna happen we have the same eyebrows we're very powerful people oh my god people. you do you should, you should, oh my gosh Simone Simone yeah. you have to that's so yeah, good you've oh got I will to. but first got we're to. gonna talk about the iPhone 8 <laughs> <laughs> yay. yay so yay. reviews uh, are out for the iPhone 8 and I have to say it's pretty much what we're we're expecting <laughs> in the sense yeah. that well this is the same iPhone just, you know, improved in the ways that one would expect, uh, minus battery, which is the same, according to most of the reviews I looked at. It's faster. Uh, it has more powerful stuff. It has the same body, which is not terribly exciting. Uh, better camera, but, I mean, yay, yay. It's- it has a glass back. It has yeah. a glass back, yeah, which and, I'm very and, happy about. And, and now wireless charging, although apparently, unfortunately, that seems right now to be very, very, very slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I think that for a lot of people might, I mean, it's fine. I think like if you were to charge it on your bedside, but the, the rate in which it was charging based on like the reviews makes me be like, oh yeah, I totally wouldn't bother. I mean, technologically, I, I don't know if that's something that could become faster by software or is that a hardware thing? Um, I mean, no, they, they definitely could make it faster with software. Um, and, and certainly, you know, other phones, charge faster through chi now none of them charge quickly right like it's it, that's right. just not how it works but mm-hmm. i mean i think even like the verge i think nilai's review uh he was saying that you know they're gonna try to you know in- release a software update later that will make it charge faster but mm-hmm. i think that the that's the kind of disappointing thing about that tech is i'm on the one hand i'm really happy that apple adopted a standard um because I think that that's important to get mainstream adoption of this stuff is is not to create your own, but to to use what other mm-hmm. people are using. And, and and thank goodness they did, because otherwise, you know, the power mat's not going to be out for or power pad. What are they calling it? Air power. Air power is oh, not God. going to be out <laughs> until like the end of the year um, or early next year. Um, so they wouldn't you wouldn't have any way to do it. So now you've got to buy the third party solutions from Belkin or Mophie or whoever who've been selling stuff for a while. Um, but. I think that the downside is that anybody who hasn't used wireless charging on other devices might be mistaken about um, the reality of using it, which is that it's very convenient, right? Uh, but it's very slow. So, well, I mean, it makes if you're, sense. If you're, like inductive yeah. charging, that's never going to be as fast as like a direct connection because like the mm-hmm. electrons can flow through a medium unimpeded. Oh, totally. You know, if you're going through the air, it's just, it's one of these reasons. Like it's, uh, I'm trying to think of a better word for it than like, it's almost like pornographic how horrible <laughs> it is. That, like you've got this device that is so optimized to think about every little like bit of power 
that it's using. And then you've got inductive charging just is, it's just a flat out, very inefficient way to charge. It's, right. it's mm-hmm. slow, it's wasteful in a lot of ways. And it just feels, it feels wrong, but I still know I'm going to use it. So. Yeah. Like when oh, I no, think totally. about the scenario in which I'd use this, it's my phone is just sitting next to me on my desk for most of the day. And yeah, honestly, often it is usually plugged into a lightning cable to my iMac. But same. I mean, this is just another a, a way that I could have it sitting next to me and just put it down there and not be tethered necessarily. Pick it up, put it yeah. down. No, I think yeah. that's scenario. And I also think like, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Mophie, one of the interesting things that they came up with um, for their case that they started selling their, their, um, you know, air uh, power cases or whatever they were calling them uh, that they released back in 20. 20- 2016, um, I want to say, was uh, they have kind of like a, it, it'll connect to your car. So if you drive, they have a pad that will um, connect to your car. So you can just kind of, you know, put your Ooh. phone on, on 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 in your car. Um, it'll it'll act as a mount, but it'll also charge wirelessly. And that's kind of interesting, I think, for people who, you know, might be driving a lot or, or you know, if you have commutes or whatever. I mean, that, that could be an interesting use case. I don't know how that'll work with a glass back if you're going to have to put like a, uh, you know, a sticker or something on the back of it, how that'll work. Because how it works now is that it, it attaches to the Mophie case. But since you won't be using a case, presumably, I don't know how that'll work. But you could see kind of a, an opening where people might start creating, you know, like car accessories or something like that. But I think you're right. Like, I'll mostly use it, you know, connected to a desk or presumably at home, you know, on, on the bedside table. Table. And in that case, I don't I don't need it to charge fast. It's just one of those things that like if it, but if, if you go into like a Starbucks or something or McDonald's and you're like, oh, I need to get, you know, topped off of my battery. It's yeah, like, let me break out my be- charging pad. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's like no, you're, Starbucks. Well, yeah. well, no, because they well, they have the inductive chargers there. But like the idea yeah. would be oh, like you're going to be sitting God, in. The, yeah, exactly. So, Starbucks are you time, in? Though. Uh, most of them have it. Can I get a confession here? Okay, so I want to know if this is normal or not. Do so. Our bedroom is so small that we can't really fit like a, a whole table beside the bed. So Frank and I, like, I literally every night I bring like a different battery from our whole shelf <laughs> of like portable batteries and throw it in bed, and that's how I charge my phone every night. Am <laughs> wow. I alone oh my- with that? Is that um, weird? Yeah, that is weird. That is oh, weird. Oh no! Oh no! I feel very. It, it's right weird now. because I feel like I rather than doing that would like presumably there's an outlet and I would just put it on the floor. Yeah, right. where I would like find a way. To, like what I typically do. No we judgment. Have room. Still yeah, no, no judgment. judgment at all. <laughs> I was gonna say like I didn't have a bedside table in New York. Um, uh, granted, but I didn't. And so what I would do is I had like an I had like um uh, an iPad charger plugged into the wall and a, like a really long cord. And I would have like, you know, my iPad either plugged in and in, in one of those side pocket things on the side off the side of my bed, or most likely I would just have my phone plugged in and then it would be like in bed with me, like under mm-hmm. the covers while it was charging. Just like a now newborn I babe. Have a bedside table. Did you find that that improved your relationship when you slept with your phone? <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, my, your relationship, my relationship with your with phone. phone. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say my my relationship with my phone has definitely gone down a little bit now that I I no longer um sleep um next to it every That's night. That's really um, unfortunate. It, it, I'm it, sorry it feels, to hear that. It, it, it you know my, my my phone feels neglected. Um, my husband feels a little better, but uh, no, I don't really, but, but, but that's, that's incidental. You, you like, shouldn't have to choose between them, Christina. We can talk about ways to improve your relationship with your phone. 
I was going to say, uh, well, my, well, my husband knows that, that the phone in most circumstances will win. So yep. he understands that. Like, I love him so A much. Man but he knows but, his place. But, but but he also knows better than to ever be like, get rid of your phone. You know what I mean? Like, he knows that, 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 that if he were to ever say that to me, I'd be like, hi, um, we need to talk. <laughs> I think it says so much about this iPhone that we're talking about our relationships. I was going to say, instead of this phone, because there's yeah, really so there's little not to, to talk say about, about it. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about that for a second, right? Do you think, because right. this is what, this is really interesting to me. I mean, every review had to kind of lead with and mention the 10, even, even John Gruber's review, which was one of the, you know, more, um, um, you know, positive ones. Um, you know, even he was like, why at first he was like, I wanted to pretend like I live in a vacuum where the, where the, uh, you know, 10 doesn't exist. And then he's like, but I can't do that. And I'm glad he didn't because you can't do that. Right. Like this is what's so interesting to me about this phone is that I don't want to say that Apple Osborne themselves, cause that's not what happened. Um, this seems like it's a very good upgrade if you have a six, maybe a six S. Certainly, anything before a six, this is this is a great upgrade. Um, but it just feels like all of the excitement is, for better or worse, regardless of of whether it's 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 deserve it or not, because you might have just as many fancy things coming to to the eight and the eight plus. It seems like all the excitement is really around the ten to the point that you know, like I, I don't know how you could make the eight matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of I feel to the the eight's benefit that the ten does exist because even if the comparisons are being made without it, if it were the only flagship phone, I feel like it would be a disappointment. Where instead we can just say this is like the the I don't want to say the budget iPhone, but because it's not, but because it's it not budget, is. right? Well, it kind of is. Yeah. If you're, well, but it's kind of you if know you're not I mean, upgrading to the ten, but you want the new phone. Right. Then it is. Well, I mean, I think I, well, I mean, I think that's what's kind of interesting, right? Is that you kind of have a choice if you're an Apple, you know, if you're an iPhone, you know, fan. Um I think more obviously more people are going to be buying the the 8s and the 8 pluses just volume-wise, right? Because it's it's less expensive and and a lot of people, you know, get these things on payment plans and and if you're going like I said, if you had like a 5S or a 6, um it's it's a no-brainer. I think even a 6S, it's 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 a good upgrade. I will go on record as saying I do not think that there is any reason for anyone who has a seven, unless you just draw on the Apple upgrade plan and, and want to get a new phone, that you should get um, an eight. I, I think if you're going from a seven, you know, look at getting a ten. That that's my personal opinion. Um, you know, do what you want to do with your money, but that that's my personal opinion. But I do kind of wonder, like you're right, but it does kind of put things kind of in, a, in an interesting spot where I think you're right, Simone. Like if we had to compare this. Versus the other flagships, you know, the the, the Note 8 and um, the Essential phone even, as, as much as I, mm-hmm. you know, poo-poo that, or the upcoming Pixel 2, I don't know how it would rate mm-hmm. um, if, if, if the 10 wasn't in the picture. When I was looking at uh, The Verge's video review, Neelai puts the 8 up next to the, the new Samsung Note, and... In terms of hardware, the Note just looks so much better. That big screen, that lack of bezels, it's its really, really beautiful. And obviously the 10 will be that, but this phone, I, and I've never been, I've never disliked the design of the 6, but now like seeing it against that phone, I'm like, mm, okay, we have, I guess, come a long way <laughs> in these few years. 
Yeah, I think one of the things I love the most about his review is all the shade he successfully throws at Apple. I mean, it's kind of glorious because, like, I have I have this like uh, I have this like tradition that I'll read like John Gruber's take, which is, you know, like it's I I I believe he's coming from an honest place. He's not trying to be like an Apple spokesman man but you know it's generally a very pro article and then you'll go over to the verge and you'll read kind of the the caddy shade takedown of the apple product that is thoughtful and fair i mean he talks about how uh the apple uh you know um lightning to 3.5 millimeter jack product is a very low lowly rate mm-hmm, product mm-hmm. he talks about how it's the fourth year of this iteration he compares it to other phones and you know he's noting that it's a very you know, solid product, but I, I thought his review was very fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. I mean, this uh, this goes without saying, none of us have used the phone yet. Um, and this is the first time I've, I haven't like, actually like handled it. But based on just, you know, what all the reviews that, that I've read and, and talking to people, you know, who've had it, I mean, it seems like this is a fine phone. Um, but, but the, you know, it, it's always going to be in the shadow yeah. of, the, of the 10. And I think um, what I'm most excited about is just testing or experiencing iOS 11 on a phone that it's designed to run on just in terms of the the internals um cuz of course I'm not going to get the 10 but are yeah. you not you should of course not i can't afford oh, that oh okay 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 <laughs> are you going to get the 8 also, or the 8 plus again i hate facial recognition and i refuse <laughs> apple will try my touch ID out of my cold, <laughs> dead hands. We'll see and you in a year, dead Simone. Hands That's while very clutching fair. my phone. We'll yeah. see you in two years, Simone. We'll see you in two years. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I. That's a good segue. Like, let's talk about the other kind of like I don't want to say like review scandal, but I mean the reviews came out today for the LTE Apple Watch. Oh, yeah, they did. To say yeah. they were brutal is a real understatement, and. You know, I don't know if you're looking at Twitter today, but like uh, Neelay was uh, throwing quite a bit of shade. At, well, maybe not shade, but like Gruber reviewed the Apple Watch and then updated it. And he didn't have any of the problems that Lauren Good had. And, or you that know, in Joanna his, Stone had. I mean, exactly, Joanna Stone had, right, you know. Right. Yeah. So in like, you know, an update, he like kind of cast a lot of shade on their experiences in a way that – I, again, I think it's coming from a sincere place, but, you know, it kind of came across as kind of dismissing what their review was a little bit. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it to me, and, and I, like you said, I think it comes from a sincere place. I'm not doubting that, but it almost seemed to like it, you know, even though we said I'm not trying to blame, you know, the victims, but yet, you know, if you have to make that kind of statement then it kind of comes across that way. It almost seems like he was kind of casting aspersions on their review process, which I don't think was fair. And, and you know, I know Lauren to be um, an excellent reviewer and, and and Joanna too, for that matter. And, and you know, and and so he might not have had those, those experiences, but I also would question, like, what did he do, you know, from um, a, a testing standpoint, you know, outdoors mm-hmm. with his, you know, like what was his, what was his setup? You know, I you don't know. So just the fact that we were seeing the reviews, we were seeing, and, and the big thing is that there is right now a bug that is as of yet not resolved, where um, it, it appears that the the LTE Apple Watch, the Series Three, will try to connect to um, unauthenticated networks, and so 
that will wind up draining batteries significantly more than it should. Um, but then there were some other, you know, like, like, like issues too. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of look at the overall review of the watch, uh, it came forward. It's, uh, Everybody noted that it was a lot faster, that, uh, you know, watch OS 4, uh, particularly the quick launch tray, is a really big uh, step forward. So that was good. But uh, pretty universally, uh, the the reviews came out and, you know, came with this, this problem of the LTE not connecting to anything. So, you know, you have this watch where, you know, streaming with Apple Music isn't available on it yet. It won't, uh, like, you can't use it as a backup because it's always, like, having connection issues. So, you know, here you are, and you're being asked to spend, you know, $10 more a month on it, 15 yep. on mm-hmm. uh, one of the other plans, uh, but it doesn't work. And, you know, Apple says that they're going to address this. There's some speculation that, you know, the issue is it's trying to connect to unsecured networks. And, you know, it does occur to me, like John Gruber lives in Philadelphia, correct? Yes. Uh, yeah, which is not as populated as New York, right? So I, it does occur to me like a different, you know, environment that they're testing it in. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think it's safe to say that you shouldn't feel confident if you're buying this plan and this product that's going to work. Yeah. No, I mean, I what I said on Twitter, and I stood by this, I did not pre-order mine um, last week because I wasn't going to, I, 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 I'm going to get the watch and, and um, my, uh, you know, fitness um, uh, benefit is going to pay for it, which is great. But I was like, I'm not in a hurry to pre-order this. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll wait for the reviews or I'll, I'll pick one up in store. I wasn't going to go through you know, the, the, you know, waking up, you know, at midnight or staying up at midnight. And I I just don't care. Not Um, worth it. Not worth it. And I wanted to kind of read the reviews first and kind of, you know, get a sense of things, right? Like, it's just like, I'm going to do that for the, for the 10, but, but for the watch, I I, I don't care. Um, And I'm really glad that I waited because if, you know, if they're having these issues and I trust that they'll get them taken care of, but like how, how frustrating would it be to pre-order something and then not have it working correctly if, for a lot of people, I know I'm not alone in this, like the only reason I'm going to be getting this, and I don't even know if I'll be activating it immediately, but the only way I'm getting the three is because of the LTE feature. And for me, the primary reason is because I want to be able to stream music mm-hmm. from my phone. Like uh-huh. that's a big part. Like and when I go running with it. And that's another hurdle. And, and that's not working yet. So I'm one of those things. I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying this until that works. Why? Because why should I pay $10 a month for something that doesn't work, that I don't even get the feature, that I'm going to be paying that ridiculous amount of money Four, like that's just me. Like I'm not, I'm yeah. not paying mm-hmm. an extra ten dollars a month on, on my cell phone bill um, to use a watch if the feature that I want isn't available yet. Like I'm not doing it, especially if if there are battery problems and connection issues and other stuff. I'm not doing it. I'm just, you know, people can do make their own choices, but me personally, I was like, I'm glad I waited because I will, I will be happy to buy one of these, and I'm sure they will be readily available, and there will be no problem with me getting one. And if there is, I will just wait. But I'm I'm not going to you know rush out and be like the early adopter if yeah. all the stuff isn't there yet. Clearly, it's not quite worth it to be an early adopter when you're getting by with what you have now and the stuff that you want isn't working. And it it's the the timing of it is just so unfortunate that it would all I mean snowball on review day where the reviewers are being like um hey and. Clear, like Lauren Good had to replace her watch, so the yeah. issue was known before reviews went out and um, before pre-orders, presumably. 
happened as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and look, this happens with products. I mean, yeah. I can't remember the last time it happened with the, with an Apple product. I think there 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 have been things with laptops before, but typically, you know, they tend to be pretty good, or you know, they might extend the review period. But I, you know, that that this sort of thing that will happen because a lot of times you're using you know pre a pre finalized software. Sometimes you know hardware is not official, whatever that that happens. But it's still disappointing to think that. Uh, what bothers me more than than some, I mean, honestly, I don't understand how you announce a feature like the music streaming thing and it's not available at launch. Yeah, um, I agree. Like honestly, like I, I I get that you that you didn't make your deadline and that you need to to work correctly. And I, I know that stuff can't be perfect, but that just mm-hmm. seems like that's a huge selling part of of, of, of your um of your service. Um, and then what's also kind of disappointing, we, and it's not clear what will happen, is that a lot of apps. I mean, these were what other reviews were pointing out is that a lot of apps will not work you know, um, if they don't have the phone nearby. And that's because app developers have been conditioned and have been taught to, you know, basically use the phone for the processing stuff and for the data side. And and who knows if people, you know, if app developers are going to be updating that to work, you know, um, mm. uh, or if they even can make it work, you know, cellular only. Who knows? Or you know? if, there's I mean, any, like, if there's any financial motive to go back and do that. Like Marco well, has talked saying. a lot about how I was he didn't say, feel. Exactly. Yeah, like uh, with Overcast, like there's not enough of a, I, a right. user base to really justify going well, through and doing that. That's the thing. Apple can talk all they want about how they're the best-selling, you know, smartwatch or the best-selling watch, and, and that may be true, um, but that doesn't mean anybody's actually using the apps. And and every app devel- every watch app developer I've talked to has kind of said that is that you know they they don't really see a big user base and so yeah you're exactly right and it's not just the markers of the world right it's like why would like a big company you know take resources away from updating their main app to put towards the watch if it's only going to work on certain models and you know uh, whatever subset of people you know bother to upgrade it's like. You know, it, it, but that just makes the whole thing less valuable. So it's it's, it's a catch twenty two, and I understand that. But I think this is what happens when you know Apple has not delivered on the developer story that they kind of promised with the watch, hmm. um, and 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 now it's it, it's you know making it even difficult when they come out with with other stuff. So yeah, this is this is this is what concerns me about the LTE Apple Watch. You know, when we read stories after the iPhone came out about their process of you know, going through and going around the country and testing with LTE towers and making sure it works and like building anechoic chambers in the middle of Apple. Like that was a very extensive process. Right. And what I can't figure out is I, you know, I'm not, my message here isn't like Apple, the sky is falling, but what <laughs> I'm trying to figure out is how they ship a product that, I mean, it was the second thing they announced in their keynote, correct? Like this is a flagship major product. This is the biggest justification for, you know, the Apple watch, which is in many ways, the symbol of Tim Cook's Apple, right? Right. Like this Mm -hmm. is the product that came forward after he took over. It's the product that has his fingerprints all over it. What I can't figure out is like, there are two, there are two options here. Either, you know, is this relatively simple bug and Apple didn't test it by driving over to San Francisco or New York and trying it in a place like that, or they just didn't like, or or it's like a more serious bug and this is a product that is going to be like something you can't buy. I mean, yeah. neither of these options are very are good. appealing. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of have to wonder, you know, I mean, one of the advantages that they had 
that they have when it comes to the iPhone itself is when it comes to carrier testing, you know, Apple obviously releases all of their updates directly and they are the only company to do that. You know, I mean, Google, even with, with you know, like the, 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 the Pixel and stuff, you know, they can do the direct updates, but they typically still have to go through some sort of carrier process. Whereas um, Apple, at least, I, I think this is how it used to work. I don't know if it still is, but, you know, they had like on-site, you know, like testing labs that would basically let them act as like certified you know, cellular things. So that's, you know, so they could do the same stuff that, that you know, T-Mobile or, or Verizon or AT&T or, or whoever would do, you know, they would kind of simulate that experience. Um, but the problem with the Apple Watch, and, and this isn't going to be unique to them, is because they're using kind of a virtual SIM, which is why this thing can't roam, right? Like if, if you buy an Apple Watch in the U.S., you can't use it in Canada or Mexico. And oh. if and, and, and if you're on, um, you know, if it's roaming, like like if you're on, on a network kind of share sort of system, like it won't work. And that's because it's a virtual SIM. Um, it, it's, it's using, I, I, I kind of, I try to look into the, the, the specification. It, it's, it's kind of a known, um, C, uh, you know, like a, um, you know, one wireless specification thing, but they're basically using a virtual SIM to, at the carrier level, authenticate the phone and say, okay, you're attached to this number and you're using these gateways. And so I have to kind of wonder if some of this stuff is obviously them maybe not testing it as well as they should, but if some of this comes down to because of the way this virtual SIM, this eSIM works, and, and because of the way they're having to kind of rely on the infrastructure of the carriers they don't have as much control as they usually do in oh. how that stuff hands off because they don't That's aren't, really they, interesting. They, they aren't engineering the stack itself. You know, at a certain point, you know, like the the, the carriers are kind of controlling what happens. And so I, I don't have any proof of that. And that might not be what's going on here, but it does make me kind of concerned longer term about this stuff. I'm like, huh, you know, they're not they're not in control of this the same way that they are with the radio stack um, you know, on the on the on the phone. Um, because they have to rely on whatever the carriers are doing, because it is tied to your account. It's not one of those things where you can just, you know, pair it with, um, you know, put another SIM in, you know, like, like I said, mm-hmm. it doesn't do roaming and it doesn't even just do international roaming. It doesn't do roaming if, if you're, you know, uh, traveling across the country and, and you go on to like a, a third party network, you know, and like it doesn't work on prepaid plans, you know, like if you use, um, you know, a non-major wireless carrier, you're not going to be able to use this. So... I, I, I do wonder, like, if that has anything to do with, with some of the more general stuff, if not the specific problem. Well, I think we can speculate, but I, th- I think that's a really brilliant uh, theory. I, I would think, love you know, to we need... see some more in-depth follow-ups yeah. about yeah. that from, yeah. from yeah. people still working in tech journalism. Christina <laughs> Warren. <laughs> yeah, you would you would write the ultimate piece on this. God, oh, I, would. I feel I cheated. Would. I feel well, cheated. Somebody else, somebody else do it. Somebody else take up take up the mantle. Take um, it I'm now. still going to do that newsletter at some point called, you know, like, if I were a tech journalist or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. where I'll give people the ideas. I'm like, hey, please steal these ideas. <laughs> Yes, that's what you should call it. Steal these ideas. Uh, This episode of Rocket is brought to you by the PDF Pen family from Smile. PDF Pen equips you with everything you need for more powerful PDF editing. And with the PDF Pen family, you can get everything you need for more PDF mastery with PDF Pen on all of your devices. And now PDF Pen Scan Plus. If you already have PDF Pen for Mac OS, you'll know it is the ultimate. PDF editing tool. It is the Swiss Army knife of PDFs, and just like a Swiss Army knife, you can take that essential tool with you uh, with PDF Pen for iPad and iPhone, and of course, Mac OS, as we said already, it is everywhere that you are. 
You can add notes, comments, and cloud annotations to your PDF documents and even fill out and sign interactive PDF forms all while on the go. And with PDF Pen Scan Plus, you can add scanning and OCR to your mobile toolkit. Make dreaded tasks like scanning receipts a total breeze. Scanning receipts, as you know, is something that people put off until they, it is abs- an absurd amount of time has passed. Don't do that anymore. Use PDF Pen Scan Plus. Scan your receipts easily as possible. Just get it done. Turn them in. Get them expensed. Stop wasting your time. Get your money back. Use PDF Pen Scan Plus. And the latest release of PDF Pen has some great new features. Reopen documents at the same window size and position as when they were last closed, for example. You can create PDFs, export them to Word, and then back to PDF. You can set custom keyboard shortcuts in PDF Pen or PDF Pen Pro. And you can add bookmarks. If you've been thinking about going paperless, it is the time. The time is now. Break the cycle of scanning, printing, signing, and faxing documents. Get the PDF Pen family today and get more from your PDF editing, like text and graphics. Make corrections. Do all the things you want to do to PDFs that have been difficult in the past (laughs) without PDF Pen and the PDF Pen family. And scan those receipts. Oh, my God. So I did a uh, I did a, a consultation thing with MIT this week, mm-hmm. and I designed some documents about it. Mm-hmm. And they sent me my consent forms and all that kind of stuff. It was just like a lazy doc that they threw together, like with Microsoft Word, and you know, like that awkward moment where you're typing it and like the spaces like move over oh, and it screws the whole document. Yes. Over. yes. Like, respect yourself. Like, you wouldn't go to work, like, in, you know, like, you know, a bathrobe, right? Mm, like, well. respect yourself. Prof- okay, you would see <laughs> But I'm saying, like, like, put together professional PDF forms for people totally. to sign. I would go it's, to work in a bathrobe, just- but I wouldn't have a Word document as <laughs> instead of a PDF. Right. You respect just, yourself. No, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Absurd. And I, I say this as someone who deals with Word a lot every day, but that is not what Word is designed for. That's right. You know? It's not what it's for. You can get more powerful PDF p- editing by going to smilesoftware.com slash rocket. Find out what the PDF pen family can do for you. That's, again, smilesoftware.com slash rocket. Thank you so much, PDF pen from Smile, for your support of the show. Fantastic. Let's talk about some sick AR kit apps. Yeah. Okay. So I have a confession. Uh, Christina, did you try Measure Kit this week? I did. did you? I did. Um, I thought it was cool. D- I thought it was cool. Um, but yeah. So uh, basically, we're we're going to be talking about uh, AR Kit and a bunch of apps have finally come out, and I'm excited to try this with some new Apple hardware that's more modern <laughs> because. Uh, you know, I put this on my um, iPhone 6, uh, 6S Plus, and it was a disaster. Like, everything AR kit I've tried has not worked well. Did you have a better experience, Christina? Yeah, on my 7 Plus, I was, it was fine. I mean, maybe it could have been faster, but I didn't. It was, it was okay. Um, I haven't done a ton of apps, though. I haven't, I haven't used a ton of apps, to, to be totally honest, though. 
Sure, sure. So, uh, well, let's talk about this. Like Measure Measure Kit. That's the the really big app. Like that's the one. The 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 like you know gifs of it uh, really caught online. Uh, I was really surprised to see the Verge name it like one of the most useful AR kit apps that you could um, you could have. And you know, my experience with it, uh, at least on my older phone, was uh, the positions were very very slow to triangulate. I would try to measure like an Apple keyboard, and Ooh. I would look it up. And it would give me so I'd have like the precise dimensions of it right there. And uh, then I would run it, and it would be like two inches shorter. <laughs> and oh I'd dear! Run it again, it would be like one point seven five inches shorter. So and that could um, be disastrous if you're using that for actual like building and hanging things. So I did use the uh, like the lines to like make sure things were level, and it was a bit of a better experience. But uh, overall, at least on older Apple hardware, this was more of a, a novelty than it would be like a, a useful thing. But like The Verge said, it was one of the most useful apps on, you know, more modern hardware. So maybe it was just my phone. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it. I would say, I will say like, it was a little bit hard to use. I'm, I'm even using it right now to kind of even see. And I didn't <laughs> run into the same, I didn't even run into like, I didn't run into quite the same, um, like, I guess, maybe wrong measurement thing. Although, I think with all of these things, it would be one of those things where I would not maybe trust uh, any of these to kind of do their thing. But like I don't even measuring. trust myself when I'm measuring. <laughs> like I just measured, I just measured my monitor, and actually that was accurate. Um, the, the 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 diagonal of my monitor that was that was correct. But um, but the UI, you know, for these things, and 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 there was it's a little there's a little taking use get, getting used to. Um, and and I think that. Um, you, what you kind of run into a little bit is is like having to still control things on your phone while you're also kind of looking at a screen. To me, it kind of, again, it makes me think I'm like, okay, especially with the rumors that Amazon might be releasing um, AR glasses for uh, Alexa. It's like, okay, we're totally going to see some, some you know, Apple VR glasses at some point, right? Like I, yeah. I that this makes me more convinced than ever just because – um, the the experience, and I haven't used a ton of AR kit apps. Like I said, this is really one of the only ones I've used. But but it makes me just kind of be like, okay, uh, people are are going to um, like the taste of it, and then they're going to say, well, okay, I, I don't want to have to um, choose between my screen and my other stuff. You know, I, I would rather yeah. be able to kind of interact with with uh, mixed reality glasses rather than than having it all on on my phone screen. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm really excited for. What like putting? I I know you, Simone. You're gonna get just the Snapchat banana. Actually, you know me and know that I'm a cheapskate who will never upgrade anything. But uh, no, the the actual the Snapchat uh, connection I think is super cool. The the Giphy app was the one. It's like first on the list, but that was the one where I was like, oh my god, yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. So one of the apps I uh, like quite a bit was the IKEA app, right? Because yeah, you're cool. speaking my you know, language. I, I mean, you know, how many, first of all, going out to IKEA is terrible. Like, <laughs> it's, it's an it existential is. nightmare. And they should just like, like, there's about to be Channel Zero, uh, a new horror movie uh, show on sci- Sci Fi Channel about the house uh, with no end, no end <gasps> house. It should be no end IKEA. Like, oh my God. <laughs> IKEA that you cannot ever escape. But it'd but, be a documentary. It, right, exactly. It would be. You're right. Yeah. No, IKEA 
it you always think it's going to be better than the last time you went and then you get there and it's worse. Oh, it's so much worse. It's it's so depressing. But like the reason to go out to IKEA is at least for me is because you're trying to actually get a sense of what yes. the furniture is going to look like in your how, space. How large yeah. are these Billy bookcases? How big is right. this going? How much is this really going to take up? And then you you bring your your tape measure along, your real one, not your virtual one, and <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you're you're measuring, you know, so that you can like you know, compare it with, with how much, with what, with what you've done at home and, and try to get like a sense. Yeah, you're right. That's totally why you go. And then sometimes you have to go home and like measure again. And then you have to and go back to back Ikea. Yep. And you're like, oh my God, like, yep. the meatballs are good, but they're not that good. Why do I have to be here? This is terrible. And then it's a oh. weekend and everyone is there. Yeah. And why is, why isn't all their stuff available in the online store? I don't understand uh, yeah, that's it. The most frustrating yeah. thing is that yeah. you can only order some of the things online, but some of them you have to go to the store for. And you're like, really? And Ikea, I'm, I'm not really? talking about like fragile stuff. I'm talking about like no. certain rugs. Certain <laughs> rugs are only available in the store. Why, Ikea? It's a rug. Cer- cer- certain finishes of certain desks and things. You're like, okay, if I want to get it in this color, I have to go to the store. You're you like, must are you serious? go to Ikea. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, how much will this cost me, you know, to to get delivered if you don't have a car? Right. In years of my life. Well, and then, you know, you make the mistake of not paying for someone to come and uh, deliver it or, you know, to put it together. And then you you realize for the umpteenth time just how terrible the process of putting the stuff together is. And you're like, yeah, I should have just paid. I should have just paid the, the person to come do it. I actually have a perverse joy in putting IKEA furniture together, but that's oh, neither that's here fun. nor there because there that's is fun. not an AR app that lets me do that. There is one that lets you put IKEA furniture in your home, and another one that I'm super excited about that lets you kind of create what was it, housecraft, where you basically just put uh, like where you can resize stuff and put it in your homes and yep. any any kind of furniture, which. For me, is super helpful because I am so into house planning and so bad at really? it. But like all this, all this stuff sounds like fun things for me to play around with. Well, I would say this is useful. I mean, because for me, I hate furniture shopping. Like there are women that love setting up stuff. I just, I hate it. Like I'm yeah, the way same more way. interested in my technology than my furniture. Same. Which Although is my like, husband really enjoys it. Like I let him deal with all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, you do it grants. I'm like, I will buy the gadgets. You do the decor. Give me his number and he can fix up my terrible house. So no, uh, but it's, uh, I think this is a really good example of it. My one worry with it is like, this is something where AR kits ability to perceive space uh, rather precisely is the entire point of it. Like, right. Like if you're buying a bedside table to cram into your small <laughs> bedroom, so you could throw your iPhone mat on, uh, you know, that's where space really matters. My experience with measure kit was that uh, in like placing geometric cubes and spaces, it did seem to be accurate and very consistent. Uh, like with a uh, height, it was very dead on with that. So I would actually, you know, based on my experience with, it, I would probably guess that this is pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I want to fill my living room with piles of chairs. <laughs> I'm just gonna pile them up. You can even place plants. Now, this is this is the kind of thing that I I would, as a person who does enjoy decorating and like tends to get a little too into it. 
This oh. would make my life a lot easier to just be able to visualize stuff and walk around my house like a friggin' nerd with my phone in front of my face. Bree, I want to know if you've tried any of the the games with AR. I have not yet. Neither not, have uh, I. But they look interesting. I, I they're would all say like this. movement and sort of perspective based, which is kind yeah. of what you'd expect. But I would say this. Um, how can I say this? A lot of the VR games um, have, like, there are some things that really benefit from the experience of VR. Like, raw data is a really good example. Like, it's, a, it's an intense shooter. But a lot of the time, these games are just, um, they're more quirky than actual, like, VR should bring something to gameplay. So, you know, with these AR kit games, all the concepts I saw, it didn't, it seemed like a gimmick rather than AR kit really bringing something to the experience, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Monument Valley existed way before before this was a, a feature, and it, it does some incredible innovative stuff. Like, it's cool that it's coming sort of into into our 3D space, but yeah, it was it was what you'd expect. I, I'm excited to try it, try the stuff out. Yeah, I'm very I'll try interested. it. Yeah, I'll try it. Uh, I think I don't know. I do think that you know this first generation of things. I think it it shows that AR Kit has some potential to be around for a while and to have some interesting applications. Uh, but I don't think like anything here is like a reason to upgrade your phone this year. Yeah, yeah. I have to update my phone right now. I mean, <laughs> in terms of the OS. But more importantly, shall we segue into yes. the best show that no one watched when it was actually on the air and now it's on oh, Hulu no. and you should watch it? Well, it was on ABC. It was on Freeform. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, that, that is the problem. However, it's very good. And now it's on Hulu and you can watch it. And it's called The Bold Type. And it's amazing. So this is a show about three young women in New York, three 20-somethings in New York City who are working for a fictional equivalent of Cosmopolitan magazine called Scarlet. And it is so much better than that paltry description describes yeah, because it deals I, with I like issues say. of them being being 20-somethings in New York, them trying to figure out what jobs are right for them and it, whether they're even good at their jobs and what they are good at and navigating relationships and racism and political issues and tech culture in the form of Twitter. Yeah, um, I, I have to say, like, I went in expecting it to be really bad because most of these shows are really bad. And I'm also always a little bit suspect when, like, in this case, Hearst is very, who's the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. publisher of Cosmopolitan and Joanna Coles, who's the editor in chief, um, have been heavily uh, involved in the creation of the show. And so I'm always like a little bit suspect because I'm like, okay, you're basically just making this into a Cosmo ad. And I have friends who've worked at Cosmo who haven't necessarily had a great experience. So I was kind of like side-eyeing that. But the show is better than it has any right to be. I don't love it. I don't think it's like great, great television, but it's definitely watchable. Um, and, so and I like it more than... I, 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 yeah, and I definitely liked it way more than I expected to. I was like, oh, this is, this is actually pretty good. Um, I don't... I think that it's accurate for probably being in that time of your life and that type of career. I don't think it's super accurate of what it actually is like to work in a magazine in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, I think there are, there are truisms, but it's, it's you know, kind of the same way that like the newsroom was, you know, accurate of what it was like to work, you know, in a newsroom in that era. Like it, there, there are some things that are true, but there's some things that are just you know, not. Um, but no, I think it's, 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 it's a cute show. 
Mm-hmm. I guess one of the reasons I have tried to watch Silicon Valley on HBO and I just can't is because it's like the worst parts of my job like all day and like the the structural sexism that you're facing and it's not funny. It's like it's like I deal with this all day. I don't want to deal with this. This is sort of like the more empowering yeah. version of that because oh, okay. like yeah. if you like me get off on watching people be really good at their jobs. Yeah. This show kind of goes there in the later episodes, like where, where you could just like watch young women succeed at what they do. And I was like, yeah, like I love watching that arc of like somebody getting really, really, really good at something and then impressing their boss a lot and being really good at their job. For some reason, maybe I need to examine that feeling, but <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, th- I think that part is good. The only thing I would kind of critique, and this is like just me being whatever, is and I haven't watched the whole series, but I watched most of the episodes. They kind of don't really talk about the fact. And and from friends of mine who work at Condé Nast and at Hearst, this is always kind of on everyone's mind, is that the traditional print world is like dying. dying. And a lot of people, even people who are on the digital side and do the social stuff and do whatnot, like there's a huge amount of anxiety around that. Mm-hmm. Like the glamour of, you know, the Devil Wears Prada sort of thing is gone, you know? Like there there are some people who are doing that. But I mean, you can even see that in the number of high-level um, editor-in-chief departures that we've seen the last few weeks from Graydon Carter to um, um, a woman from like Elle to the Glamour. Like, and and apparently from what I – from what um, um, Women's Wear Daily says, there's going to be more happening at Condé Nast. You know, Rolling Stone is being put up on the on the shopping block like to be sold oh, off. No. Like, um, like uh, it's uh, – you know, being in, in print – I mean, being in digital period is difficult. Like being in media period is difficult. But being in print – like is uh, for a lot of people like very much like kind of a sense of anxiety and Mm -hmm. i i haven't watched the whole thing but i don't i didn't ever get the sense that that was kind of there at all which no i don't think they so much deal with that which which you know which fair enough except that i think if you're going to sell like that vision of you know what it's like to be someplace that's kind of part of it, you know, mm-hmm. is kind of trying to figure out, do I have the skills to do this new thing? And and what's what's sort of interesting about um, the traditional, like, bigger publishing houses is, is it's changing now, but there's historically been this really big divide between the print side and the digital side, where the print side is looked down on the digital side. And it's starting to swivel a little bit because, you know, everyone's pivoting to video and, and the digital side is, is you know, getting page views and traffic and, and whatnot and print is, is, is starting to die off. But there is still kind of this stigma associated with, like, if you write for the dot-com versus the magazine. And um, as they start to kind of try to, like, merge those teams, that becomes really interesting. And I, I think that would be good television, right, to, like, see, you know, especially if you're younger in your career and you don't work on the print side, like – but you're still rising up the ladder, you know, mm-hmm. or, or even if you do, how you're trying to kind of like assimilate that when the business you're building for yourself is not – the, the job that you're building for yourself, the, the career you're building for yourself is in a business that is in a tremendous amount of, of flux. I would be super interested in watching them tackle that if it gets renewed for a season two, which it had freaking better. 
I'm going to watch it. I'm going to do my part to get it renewed. So speaking of areas of journalism oh. that are not dying because hmm. they're not print. Are you uh, going to pivot to video right now, Brie? I'm going to pivot <laughs> to video. So, so do you want me to do you want me to do this or do you want to do it? Because I my dream, like every day I get to every week I get to work with Simone on the show. And that's a dream come true. It is a dream. Aww. It's a dream, period. So, Anybody would be lucky to be able to work with Simone. would be lucky to do that. So Simone, like there's there's a position at your very successful media company, as I understand it. Not just one, but two. <gasps> uh, and this is super exciting. So we are hiring two video producers, uh, one of whom will be for the guides team. So making video guides to video games. It's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, our guides do incredible traffic. Like that is they're they are a huge traffic driver for Polygon.com. Guides are super important for us. Uh, and the we desperately need a video producer to work on that team. The other position is what my job is, which is a video producer. And what I do is I uh, I think all day about being funny on camera. <laughs> and then I get to go out and I make people laugh by playing video games and making very, very silly videos where I'm dancing and making faces in front of green screens. It's literally a dream job. Um, and it's incredible. So you too could join the uh, the video the, bleh, the video team at polygon.com. Uh, we have these jobs up now. Uh, if you go to Vox Media. If you just Google Vox Media Careers, uh, it'll pop up. But then I'm also going to put the the link in the show notes. But yeah, two positions. And the video producer one, like this is an amazing opportunity. I For sure, if you want to create comedy content online, Polygon, I'm pretty sure I can say unequivocally and unbiasedly, but also unbiasedly is the best place to do that because our fans are the nicest people in the entire freaking world. Like we get so many good comments. We get so much love. Um, we're in a really great position where we can make things that make people happy. And most of the responses to that is also good, which I, th- I think is pretty, pretty rare in the world. Uh, so if that that's sounds so like great when so much news makes people unhappy, I know. Today. <laughs> like you get to do that. And like the best part of his job, if I can imagine, is like you're going to work every day and you come up with a really bad idea, something very unprofessional that probably shouldn't be out there. Like Simone's not going to say no to that. This is like, true. I'll be like, yes. Instead, Simone's going to be like, uh, yes, and. Right. <laughs> Like, oh, how can we do more of, of this? Oh, my goodness. Go back you, you, to improv class. I mean, I did I read the... I, I I actually said that because I was reading the description and they were saying improv skills uh, are, are a bonus. Oh, they are. They are. Yeah, I mean, this is the company where uh, Clayton pitched us. Why don't you and Pat stand in front of a green screen and lip sync to the worst scenes from video games? And we said, that great. sounds great. Let's do this shoddy and oh silly goodness. thing. And now it's very successful. <laughs> well, good. Why wouldn't it be? That's a brilliant idea. Thank I you. I mean, I love it. All, it is a brilliant really idea. Wanna have more Simone all the time. So yeah, I mean, but to me, I'm I'm jealous of anybody who gets to work with you in either position. So if, you. if you're up for this, apply. Yes. Please check out the the listings. Um there is a video cover letter required and as well as a regular cover letter. And I'm just saying that because it was just casually mentioned to me that some people who had applied 
did not actually make a video cover letter, which is again a requirement. So yeah, that doesn't work, guys. Double read the requirements. That doesn't work. No, awesome. Anyway, yeah. So that's us today. Other than going through resumes, what are you doing this week, Simone? Uh, What am I doing this week? (laughs) Is filming four episodes of SEO Play tomorrow, so I can bring the show back. Oh my gosh! It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a heck of a day. Days about- we have to shoot video. They're just so it's freaking exhausting. Draining. I can't even. Ah, uh, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it will turn out fun in the end. What are you up to, Bree? Uh, so I ended up not doing fundraising for most of today because I was working and finalizing uh, my op-ed uh, on the need for people to actually understand technology in Congress. Uh, this is an op-ed that is probably going to be running tomorrow in the uh, the Washington Post. Uh, I just say it was like a dream from everything we've talked about on this show, because not only do I get a chance to go after my arch nemesis, Marsha Bradburn, in the Washington Post for her terrible opinions on uh, SOPA and her terrible opinions on just everything. She should not be on the technology committee. So not only do I get to like go after, uh, you know, critique her in like a very prestigious periodical, like everything we've talked about on this show, like it just comes out like the whole San Bernardino thing in our like government's inept response to that, to, you know, all these platitudes about working with, uh, you know, uh, private industry, but you never get down to what that means to like failure to invest in, you know, real cybersecurity, all of it's there. And it's one of the best things I've ever written. So yes. uh, that's coming out. And Woo-hoo. is that so tomorrow? That, that, that's that should out? be tomorrow or Friday. All right. So, I will uh, try to remember to plop a link to that in the show notes so that people can awesome. read about policy. Yeah. Which means that the rest of the week I will be uh, fundraising, which is great. (laughs) So nice. (laughs) Very exciting. Christina, what about you? Um, So um, as I said at the top of the show, I will not be uh, here next week. Cry, I will be in Orlando, Florida at uh, Ignite. Um, But this week um, I've been working on um, the .NET conference, which is a a live streaming conference uh, uh, that's been taking place, uh, took place on Tuesday, Wednesday, and is final day is is tomorrow. So uh, I don't think there are a lot of .NET developers in our listening audience, um, although we do have some, um, uh, you know, uh, sessions on uh, things like, uh, you know, Xamarin, uh, which obviously would appeal to iOS developers, but if you if you do care about .NET, um, uh, tune into that on Channel Nine, um, and and that's kind of been what I've been doing, and, and just kind of uh, finalizing some other stuff at work, you know, before I'm I'm gone for a week. So that 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 that's all that's all Ooh. I'm doing. .NET is one of those skills that, you know, it's not exactly exciting to learn, but if you know it, you're always going to have a good paying job. <laughs> like, totally. You know, totally. it's really like I when I speak at colleges, that's always one of the technologies I, I suggest people pick up just because it's it's a Swiss Army knife and it's useful in so many different contexts. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a whirlwind week. <laughs> and where if we don't find you in Orlando in Disney prison, where can we find you online? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hopefully I will be in Disney prison. Um, hopefully, yeah. I mean, look, I don't want to be in real prison because that would be bad. But like, only Disney honestly, prison. But honestly, my 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 goal is to be either be in Disney or um Universal prison. Um, because <gasps> uh, I think that Harry Potter prison would be really fun. Um, 
so but you can find me online at film underscore girl on the Twitters, the the Instagrams, the Snapchats, etc. I've been really bad about both Snap and Instagram lately, but I'm going to try to like catch up. And definitely next week when I'm in Orlando, you better believe that I'm going to be Instagram story and like a mofo. Heck yeah. Um, because because like what else? I'm like, I'm going to be at like this huge developer conference where I'm not going to understand a whole bunch of the technology there because I'm not the sort of stuff that I'm super familiar with yet. And uh, so I'm going to be kind of like roaming the halls and and uh, and doing that sort of stuff. And also, this is a spoiler, next week, um, this week in Channel 9, the, the weekly video show I do for, for Channel 9, will be uh, shot on location <gasps> at, a, uh, at a theme park. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Yes. We oh. might even be live streaming it. We might even be live streaming it. So if I if I can find that information out, I will uh, I'll, I'll send it to you next week so you can include it in the show notes because I think we're going to record on Wednesday. Um, so you might be able to include it in, in the show notes next week. Thank but, you. But, but also stay tuned to my Twitter and whatnot if you want to see that because that'll that'll be hilarious to see me and Brian. Um, hopefully in in either the Simpsons part of the park or the Harry Potter part of the park, uh, getting our uh, our nerd on um, as one yeah. does even nerdier than than, than usual. That's amazing. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see like gifs made of you doing the Men in Black ride, which is awesome. <sighs> I want to see okay, gifs okay. of you being arrested and dragged to Disney prison. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I'm there for that. Yeah. I, I'm going to do my best, Simone, to get arrested in the park. Um. Again, not real arrested. I don't want to go like to real jail because that's not cool. Because Florida, shoot, well, no, not. I. I do not want to be arrested in the state of Florida. But no. uh, I don't want to be arrested. Period. But especially in the state of Florida. Um. <laughs> but I am a liberal. They, they. They will look at my my at my, my my Facebook posts and and be like, oh yeah, we're gonna charge you with some other stuff. Um. <laughs> but, but I. But 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 I do think it would be very amusing to to go to one of the theme park jails. Um, you know, and have to wait with all the other like bad kids, like for my mom. If you um, do the or, Buzz Lightyear ride at Tomorrowland, at the end of it, you can take a picture of yourself in jail with uh, what is it, Emperor Zed is his name. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, make yeah. That happen. Okay, make all right, good, good to know. All right, if I, if I, if I, I, I will, I will, um, I will try to find some way um, of of getting um, thrown into theme park jail because that would be funny, um, and I also think that that's what the audience expects from me. Yeah. Yeah. God. Brianna, where can we want. find you online? <laughs> you can find me not getting arrested. <laughs> Controversial. Campaign. That would be really bad for you. Yeah, yeah actually, you, definitely like, don't. So I was seeing it for a second time in theaters, and this guy next to me would not stop using his phone. <sighs> and I reached over, I go, Can you please turn that off? In the middle of the theater, he starts screaming how he's going to slap the shit out of me. Wow. And, wow. And all of that. And I'm like, do I cause an incident? Yeah, I'm like, no, because that would like be a right. campaign thing. I don't want to go to jail. I'm not scared of this jerk store. No, you just don't want you just don't want just to deal with the 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 controversy right. of of you know like although you know I, if you were at an Alamo draft house then they I would think kick his ass would, out. Yeah, exactly. But right, yeah, no. Exactly. Although you know what I do in those situations. I go up to the theater afterwards, I go to the manager, and I'm like, someone was was on their phone, and it completely disturbed my experience, and I yep. want a free voucher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was exactly like that. So, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, movies are too expensive a, to put up with that. Yeah. It really is, especially a movie like It, like where yeah. it's so intense. But anyway, you can see me on Space Cat Gal on Twitter. Segway. I saw somebody using their phone like during a scene in Sleep No More last week, and it made me furious because, like, oh my god, that's not just a seventeen or seventeen seven fifteen whatever dollar movie. That's an eighty dollar play or more, right? Oh my god, what are you doing? Get out! I I I, I wanted to slap that phone phone out of her hand. 
Yeah, like I love my phone. Like we we've established that like, you know, between my phone and my husband, like my husband would just barely win. And that's only because he knows his place and knows to be like, you need time with your phone right He's now, respectful. right? respectful. Because he he understands. But like, I love my phone and, and no, 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 no. You do not yeah. use it in a movie theater. You do not use it at Sleep No More. You do not use it at Broadway shows or even off-Broadway shows, mm-hmm. people in Seattle. Put your phone <laughs> away. It's not okay. Like I, I get it. The, the 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 cast, you know, was was regional theater at best. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it was not a touring production quality. It was regional theater. I understand that, but still, put your phone away. Right. Be respectful right. of the people who don't know that it's regional theater. Thank you. <laughs> if Christina can do it, you can. And you so, can find exactly. me on Twitter at Doom Quasar and my videos at YouTube.com/slash/Polygon. And you can find reviews of this show at Apple Podcasts. You don't need to read those because you already know that you like the show. But you could leave one of your very own. Like like how you leave seashells at the beach for other people to enjoy rather than taking them home with you, which I did recently <laughs> last weekend. But more importantly than that, uh, tell your friends about us. Tell your friends about me. Oh, guys, also, like, I, I don't know how long this has been the case, but we're on Spotify. So in oh, addition oh, to wow. reading us on, on Apple Podcasts, um, you can listen to Rocket on Spotify in the, in the podcast section of, of the app on the desktop, and I assume on mobile, too. So if, if Apple Podcasts isn't your thing, if, if Spotify is, 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 your, uh, is your weapon of choice, um, subscribe to us there. That's because awesome. It's awesome. I might have had something to do with that. Pumped about that. So... Oh. I'm very pumped about that. I, awesome. I, I I went back and like looked at all the titles of our shows and I realized I was like, yeah, it's been almost three years and this completely explains so much about all of us. All those titles <laughs> together look, would be the greatest through, album look, of look, all time. Just, just look through yeah. the titles and I'm, it's just it's a great it's a great um, like a reminder. I'm like, yep. This is the be- this is the best thing. No yep, shame in that it. game. That's it. That's all it. right. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.